Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have foreground as well. My name is G.S. Cooper. With me today is Mike. Hello. So today, we're going to be talking about a character who is well-beloved and totally deserves the entry. Hank Pym speedsuit, right? Oh, no, 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 no. That was last time. No. Uh, it's a guy who everyone knows, and it has a really rich history, Sunder. Of course. Yeah. Do you have an idea who Sunder is? No. Okay. Uh, do you, like, what do you think a Sunder would be? Well, I mean, like, a Sunder is, like, a part. So, it puts stuff together. Yeah. Well, well here's here's what this dude looks like. Not that one. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like Lurch from the, like a jacked Lurch from the Adams family if he was homeless. So, yeah, just imagine, just like, think of of a homeless person who lives in the sewer because that's what he is. He's a Morlock. I'm just going to kind of go through this because it says nothing. I don't know why they put this character in here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unrevealed, his real name. No occupation. So he's not even adventurer. So he doesn't no. even have like a fancy term for it. Yeah. <laughs> like he no one knows what his identity is mm-hmm. um publicly. It's presumed that he's a citizen of the US, but it's not known. And also, we don't know if he has a criminal record. I kind of like to imagine this page is like it's the list of all of those like name occupations and it's just one big question mark over all the fields <laughs> like. it pretty much is um so no other aliases unknown place of birth unrevealed marital status presumed single <laughs> his group affiliation is the morlocks so we have that he's okay. a sailor he's a uh sewer dweller um, also, I feel like he's a guy who could pass, so I don't know why he's in the mm-hmm. with the Morlocks. He just looks like a jacked white dude, and you always need tall, jacked white dudes. He looks like somebody beat up a buff Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty pretty good observation. Uh, All right, he, so is he more dateable? Oh no, wrong wrong podcast. He uh, he is in the alley beneath the surface of Manhattan, aka the sewers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could have just said he's a sewer rat. He's in the alley beneath the city of Manhattan. That's yep. not. I've never heard sewers described that way in my entire life. Well, you need to dress it up. I mean, if you're if you're gonna have just a bunch of a bunch of uggos living under the under the streets, I guess you need to. I guess know. also they needed to justify the the page like the columns of his biology or. Of his biography, because there's nothing about him. So, so let me tell you. I'm going to tell you just a little bit, just <laughs> mm-hmm. a little bit. After after this, um, he doesn't have a biography. He has a thing describing something that was described in multiple other pages. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, he first showed up in Uncanny X Men number mm. one sixty nine. Nice. nice. Uh, in uh May 1983 catacombs this okay. is the this is the issue where you found angel basically like strung up before he gets his wings cut off mm-hmm. uh right before it gets turned into archangel so this basically. was uh, the mutant massacre yeah mutant massacre mutant it was massacre. okay 
Yep. 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 Oh, um, I broke the corner rule. I asked a follow-up question about X-Men. We're doomed. Well, technically, <laughs> technically we are talking about nothing but X-Men this week, but they're all X-Men that I that I kind of like. So Okay, good. So also <laughs> also this is technically Sun Week, I guess. I don't I don't have a name, a catchy name or anything. I probably gave away who the other two X-Men related <laughs> characters who have Sun on the first part of their name. Yep. 100% I know who we're going to talk about. If you know the alphabet, you know one's going to come in front of the other. <laughs> Sunday man. Yep, Sunday man. <laughs> Made of ice cream. He's also a Morlock. Died <laughs> tragically on his first appearance. The only, the only instance of Morlock cannibalism recorded in Marvel Comics. <laughs> Like, he, he, he manifests, everyone's just like, hey, you're made of ice cream, we hate you. Then he moves under the sewer before he melts, then everyone eats him. He figured no one would want ice cream in a place that smelled like poop. But- well, guess what? They did. Nothing is known about the past of this mutant known as Sunder before his first encounter with the team of X-Men. Um, Sunder is one of the Morlocks, which is a bunch of uggos who live under the underground <laughs> ground. <laughs> Does the uh, book say that, or is that your that, spin? That's, that's me. That's okay. Me. That's a bunch of uggos <laughs> and freaks that no one loves. <laughs> now you're just quoting my diary. He is known <laughs> to be a close friend and ally of Callisto, who is who was the leader of Morlocks until she lost her title of leader to Storm, who then did nothing to help the Morlocks. Yeah, she she's just the absentee leader. We just did an episode about Storm, if you want to hear about that. Sure. Yeah, so she fought Callisto without her powers, and just like, hey, I run this band of uggos that I don't want to be around ever. <laughs> I'm going to start drinking every time you say uggo. He was one of the relatively few Morlocks to survive just just all of his friends and family that he grew to love being murdered mercilessly mm-hmm. by the uh, Reavers on behalf of the mysterious Mr. Sinister. Um, so that's his backstory. Nothing was gained. We do not no. know anything more about him. In fact, he does not even have a a third of a page filled. <laughs> I don't understand. His picture took up more room than you know what they could have him. done. They could have done a Batrock uh thing and just cut this character out completely because it's not needed. Wait, there's no entry for Batrock the Leaper. There's no entry. Burn this book. Start the podcast over. That's that's a problem that I've been dealing with ever since the bees. Like they, the Batrock's brigade is in here. But not Batrock. Why don't you have Batrock at the Batrock's brigade? But whatever. Um so he's seven one, weighs two <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> weighs two forty five. But yeah, holy crap, he is a tall, thick boy. Mm-hmm. Also, he probably does have 22-inch pythons. Yeah, probably does. He has blue eyes, he's bald, and he has super strength, mm. which the exact extent is unknown. That's it. Is he, He's strong enough to carry on after the brutal murder of all his friends? Yeah. It's inner uh, strength. He's got super inner strength. He has super inner strength, yes. <laughs> That's it. What a useless power. Like, uh, so at one point he did join uh, a team of X-Men. He joined the uh, Murr Island X-Men, mm. which was basically like 
when the main X-Men team was thought to be dead, but they were actually in Australia. Mm-hmm. And no it was one like Forge and Banshee and It was Banshee, Forge, Legion, Madrox, aka Multiple Man, mm-hmm. Polaris, uh Siren, who mm-hmm. is Banshee's the daughter, daughter of Banshee. Yeah. Which is a less catchy name. Oh, Strong Guy. Strong, strong guy, guy, of course. Yeah, Strong Guy. And, uh, yeah. And it wasn't a very long-lived team. but uh, And I don't think they actually did a lot. Well, no, they did stuff. They did stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. He was he was a strong dude. Which Not is a strong guy, a strong dude. I was going to say, they put him on a team with a guy called Strong Guy. Do they just have two super strong dudes? Well, I mean... Super strength is kind of dime a dozen power. Like you kind of just throw it in if you want to add like a little bit more combat stuff. But I mean, two of them. Well, I mean, like if you think about like the if you think about like the post big reboot, um, giant size reboot or retcon, I should say. Like you had Cyclops. Beast has some form of super strength. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm failing my memory right now. Wolverine. No, Wolver- wait. Are we talking- Wolverine doesn't have Wolverine doesn't have super strength. Or um He's just a beefy boy. Th- Thunderbird. Thunderbird, yeah, Thunderbird has super strength. This we're talking about uh Krakoa, right? The second yeah, Krakoa. Um Thunderbird. When you realize that uh Professor X sent another team to it and did brainwashed them and did not remember it. Dark Legacies? That was a retcon though, like later, right? In the That 90s was or a something. retcon, but at the same time I'm just like, yo, that's a bad retcon. <laughs> but you know, do do what you do, Chris Claremont. <laughs> do what you do. Oh, also another thing, he is uh what they would say back then, slow. I think we're pretty much done. Excellent. Yeah, unless you can think of anything else about Sunder, because no one else did. Um, no. Okay. I can't even come up with a joke, so that's nope. how utterly unremarkable he is. Let's do plugs. Yeah, um, I co-host a couple podcasts. The first one is called The Equalizers, where myself and... My friend Madison Jones take movies that never got sequels or prequels, either because they're very good movies and they don't need one, or they're very bad movies and they don't deserve one, and we give them to them. Um, So far, we've done such gems as Hook, Space Jam, Meet Dave, Hocus Pocus, the Emoji Movie. Um, As you're hearing this, we will definitely have released Catwoman 2, which is really good. And um, so, yeah, Jesse will be appearing. In the upcoming weeks, uh, we're bi-weekly right now, so it may be a little bit, but um, Jesse will be appearing soon. And then my other podcast is called A Study in Granada, where me and my friend Jackson Eflin watch the 1980s Granada television series uh, about Sherlock Holmes, and we read the stories and we talk about it. Um, you can find that online at in underscore Granada on Twitter, and we're on iTunes uh, and Google Play with the podcast. Equalizers, were everywhere online at uh the equalizers and we spelled e-q-u-e-l-i-z-e-r-s like in sequel i and i'll say this again i really do like uh studying granada oh really it thank is, you it is a very chill podcast that is like very light and easy to listen to it also mm-hmm. makes me want to watch it 
I will not. I probably won't unless I could get it very easily. Oh, they're all on YouTube. That's where we watch them. Oh, okay, cool. Then yeah, I'll just we, put a playlist. It's a thing up. that I realized after we recorded season two, which we are about to start releasing on February twenty third. Um, we got pretty much done with that before I realized we never actually told people that they could find all of these for free on YouTube. Yeah, because like I was thinking, like it was probably like a like maybe behind like a BBC thing or something, but like my sister, who's a guest on season two, has like gets the DVDs, um, but. It's all on YouTube, which is where we watch it. So okay, well, definitely check it out. Uh, it's I don't know it is for me the definitive Sherlock Holmes adaptation. Um, so give it a watch. Give us a listen, also. Yeah. Well, um, I uh, I am Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I will talk about cryptids in diff- different ways. I think mm-hmm. by the time this comes out. I'll either be talking about a couple of Mesoamerican cryptids, or I'll be talking about cryptids with weird backs. It kind of <sighs> depends on when I record that and release it. Um, so, <clears throat> if you'd like to, s- if you'd like to uh, see a picture of my little cryptid, my cat with four thumbs, you can go to my Instagram at marvelousmooch, or. Uh, or if you're going to be on Instagram anyway, you can go to the uh, at Alphabet Flight uh, to see the pictures of the people we're talking about, as well as go on Twitter for at Alphabet Flight and go there. Same thing. I also have a Patreon where if I get 25 bucks a month, I'll be doing an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of Marvel. So you can hear about the cat I almost named my cat after. Hairball, who is a uh, who has all the powers of Speedball because it's Speedball's cat. (laughs) (laughs) I love. I wish that that was canon in the comics, where if you're a superhero and you own a cat, somehow by osmosis, the cat just also has your powers. No, it it happens a lot. Like, like apparently, the Ace the Bat Hound is just a very analytical dog, and Crypto is just a super dog, and like, like I'm. Well, actually, there's so many super pets. Yeah, I mean, Green Lantern's tortoise can you do light constructs and? Yeah. Well, uh, well, Atrocitus's <laughs> cat Dexstar, who I did name Dexstar. my cat after, is also a Red Lantern. Apparently, the most rage-filled <laughs> creature on Earth. Dexstar is so good. I love Dexstar. I all love both Dexstars. That's why I named my cat after Dexstar. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so if you want to hear about that, you can go there. I also uh, will have the links in the description for that. Uh, Besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight. And uh, please listen to Namor and don't toot that horn. Bye. Bye. Bye.